what it is how's it going everybody today we're going to be talking about the actors and writers strike we're going to give you a full breakdown of what the actors got what the writers got and also talking about what the future might hold and more importantly what's going to be the future of this podcast even because as you know we've been standing in solidarity with our brothers and sisters on the picket line so what's going to be the future of this podcast only one way to find out and that's to sit back relax grab a snack grab a beverage and listen on in to the first ones to die. To the first ones to die podcast. <laughs> you can't just jump in like that. <laughs> you need to take us, give us a minute to settle down. <laughs> Where was that long smile you usually do? Jonathan's too tired Where for that. He's like, I'm morning. trying to get this done. Look, goddammit, it's too late in the night for this. It's 9 30. We're trying to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I got no the long I smile want, warning or anything. I wanted to catch y'all slipping. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. This is all staying in. Keep going. <laughs> oh Lord. Welcome to the first Once to Die podcast. As you can tell, we are not our usual selves right now because we're recording <laughs> we're recording at a little bit of a later time so uh, don't be surprised if during crazy during happen. this episode uh we act a little goofy uh but my name is jonathan you're listening to slash watching the first ones to die podcast i'm here with my lovely co-hosts alex and jerome how are y'all doing jerome how you doing Doing good, uh, Jonathan. Like you, you should tell the people what uh, what you're up to when you do your update. Because I, I I made a big deal about you being back this week and stuff last week. So uh, let's. Well, I can't reveal. Your, your I can't reveal some of the reason. No, no, no. I'm not saying give them the details. I'm just saying uh, let them know you were okay and in good spirits. Oh, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, my you week is here good. and see him now. Yeah, <laughs> hear him on the platform. See him on YouTube. Uh, but I, I, uh, I, I've had a regular week. It's been fun. Uh, I've been doing, uh, just a lot of work, um, getting ready for some stuff, getting ready for Thanksgiving. Turkey day is coming up y'all. So go ahead, hit the grocery stores now. Cause the last thing you want to be doing is last minute Thanksgiving shopping on Thanksgiving. Cause that you go, the, what's going to happen is you're going to want a special thing. Then you're going to go to the grocery store. They're not going to have that no more because it's sold out. You don't want that. So go to the grocery stores now while you still got the chance. Get your turkey ready. Uh, or if you don't do turkey, I don't know, get like your tofurkey or something. I don't know, like, you know, if you're vegan, because I, I don't know what my girlfriend eats on Thanksgiving, to be quite honest, actually. We never, never like ran into second, that. But this is like the second Thanksgiving, technically. Yeah, but I was out of town for Thanksgiving last year. So this was my Ooh, first I year. Asked, would that be a question? What do you eat? I mean, that's true. We'll figure it out. You know, <laughs> like it's okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, and also, I'm excited. Uh, we'll get into it later. But, you know, I've uh, been watching a lot of TV and stuff. We're now uh, able to, to open the floodgates back to uh, talking about television and TV and movies and 
things. And uh, I've been excited uh, to talk about how good Loki is. If you're not watching it, watch it now. <laughs> it's good. Um, although the person who's dominating the sphere, Amazon, for some reason, Gen V and Invincible, Amazon both are the person. Yes, Amazon the person. <laughs> no, <laughs> Amazon the company out here killing it in the entertainment I, field right now. It, I keep forgetting that Invincible uh, came out because I, all of a sudden I randomly saw Invincible out now on Amazon. I'm like, whoa, I wasn't expecting it until like months from now, but I guess it's out. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I've just been enjoying a lot of TV and stuff. Life is good. Um, and that's it. <laughs> Nice. A- Alex, what you been up to? Uh, I have to go do something real quick, actually. So, Jonathan, tell us how you're doing. <laughs> Sorry, I have to go take care of something. Um, I am good. Uh, as Jerome alluded to, I am good and safe and sound. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I had to prepare for something uh, exciting, kind of exciting. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, very exciting, I would say. <laughs> at work um that will as i also alluded to uh can't talk about yet but it will be revealed in due time um also got a new car um because uh someone ran into me months ago but finally got a new car so how many uh, miles it's got on it um a little under forty thousand. That's good. Yeah. Good. When I got my new car, it had about like 60 something thousand on it. Okay. Uh, and it was a 2015. So that plenty of time to rack them up. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and that's been, that's been the majority of my week. Those two things. Um, so <laughs> yeah, but it's been good. I haven't, I've been on my reality TV kick lately because there are still so many reality TV shows uh, that I watch that um, have been going on. Uh, Big Brother just ended. The finale was on Thursday after 100 days of those people spending time in that house. Uh, a winner has been cra- crowned. Did uh, our, our uh, the pastor sister uh, win? She came in fourth. She came uh, in fourth, so yeah, she got evicted on Tuesday. On was it Tuesday, Sunday? No, she got evicted on Sunday, so she made it like ninety six days. Well, hey, that's not bad. Yeah, not bad. she made it a while, and she was like, she was like a fan favorite too, because like everybody loved her, and she was hilarious, and yeah, I can see her doing something else in the future. Hey, listen, there's a lot of people who've turned reality TV show like uh, fame. In fact, you know who I think is easily probably one of the most successful people off reality TV show um, turned it into a full on career. Jamie Chung, who was in real world uh, back in like 2000 something and turned that into a whole acting career where she's now been in like big budget movies (laughs) and stuff. So it's possible. It's doable. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and also congratulations. Even though I wasn't rooting for him, especially in the last uh, part of the season, the first part I was, 
Last part, I was not. He got a little bit too arrogant for me. But congrats to him anyways. Uh, to Jag, um, he is uh, the first Sikh Punjabi uh, person to be on Big Brother, and he won. So um, congrats to him. Uh, yeah, he had a good run. Nice. Now, Alex. Alex. <laughs> I was like, why are you There's a long, long pause there? <laughs> well, like, I, was, I didn't know how far along the conversation was. Uh, I'm fine. I'm doing okay. Nothing too exciting this week. I finally got quarters to do laundry that I've been putting off for two weeks now, but I'm officially out of a lot of things where it's like the laundry wins. I need to do it. I don't want to, but it wins. And uh, other than that, work's been pretty fine other than the mishap of now accidentally getting a couple coworkers to try to set me up on dates because I make too many jokes. <laughs> I'm too sarcastic. I was talking to my mom about this at work. Uh, one of my coworkers couldn't tell if I was being sarcastic about being sarcastic. Mm. And I had to be like, no, I'm not being sarcastic. And they're like, okay, but the way you said that right now kind of sounded like you were being sarcastic. I'm like, <laughs> I was being sarcastic at the beginning, but I swear right now I'm not. I, <laughs> and I could hear myself do it. And I'm like, okay. I think sometimes my sarcasm, I have no control over it. And I even confused myself, but I felt bad for the coworker and I had to be like, I, I promise you, just go do this. We're fine. Go away from me now. I couldn't say the last part because hostile work environment. But I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that I wish that was a normal thing in offices. The one thing I like about the office I have, uh, the coworkers I have with, a lot of them are really cool and they've known me for a, a while now. So they know that when I'm like, go away, they they know I mean it with love. I'm not saying go away or shut up to be mean. Or some of them are still like, I barely know these people. And some are just, even if I know them, they're kind of the sensitive type. I can't tell them that, which makes it really hard for me to be around them. When I can't be playfully mean to you, I don't know how to interact with you too much. <laughs> which I don't know if that does say something about me. But I don't want to go back to therapy, so I'm not going to deal with that. I'm just going to avoid people instead. So that's my week. <laughs> nice. Uh, what are we talking about this week? <laughs> I feel like what? Well, well, as you may have noticed, we've been a little bit more carefree with our mentioning of movies and television shows and just even our recaps of our weeks. Uh, and you want to tell us a little bit more about that, Jerome? Oh, well, yeah. Uh, the actors and writers strike are over. Well, the writers strike ended like a month ago, like but the actors ago. strike <laughs> just ended uh, this past Friday. So uh, we have the terms here of both strikes. So that way we can give for those who don't remember what the WGA's terms are. We'll give you a recap on that and then also give you a recap on what's going on with the actors and things as well. Um, for those who don't know, the major things that were holding them back were definitely for, I, I would say for both parties, but in different ways, was residuals and AI in regards to, uh, residuals in regards to streaming specifically, AI in regards to just career in general. Um, 
And so uh, both of them, I think I would, I would say both of them, I think got a pretty solid deal. Um, I'm reading this WGA article, like or this article, this WGA thing from Vox. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll read some of the terms of the agreement for the WGA first, so we can get through that. Um, like if, if this has it on here, I think it does. Uh, it does not really. Okay, well then we'll do the actors first. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to find because it's like there's so many different articles of like this is the update on the writer's strike or here's the the agreement from the writer's strike or whatever so here we go so here's an updated um, agreement for the actors uh, for sure and then we'll get into the WGA in a second Uh, but here we go so first of all to account for inflation SAG-AFTRA officially demanded an 11% general wage increase for the first year of the contract in July the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers countered with a maximum offer of a 5% increase the new contract compromised with a 7% increase in general wages effective immediately with future increases in 2024 and 2025 the total package includes more than $1 billion in new wages and benefit plan funding SAG-AFTRA AFTRA also secured consent and compensation guardrails on the use of AI. Under the new contract's rules, a studio must obtain an actor's informed consent before creating or using a digital uh, replica of a performer, whether they're an A-list star or a background actor. Crabtree Ireland told reporters that AI was one of the most divisive issues in the negotiating room, particularly... Uh, particularly <laughs> with regards to generative AI or the creation of an entirely synthetic performer. Uh, as for streaming residuals, the AMPTP had essentially rejected all of SAG-AFTRA's proposals in initial negotiations. The new contract establishes a streaming participation bonus for the first time, compensating performers in addition to traditional residuals. Other ones include improved relocation benefits, regulations on self-taped auditions, and increased residuals for stunt performers. So that's pr- that's pretty much like the the ge- general rundown on the actor side of things. I'm um, glad they involved been... stunt performers too. Yes. Oh yeah. They mm-hmm. definitely deserve to be compensated. For me, one of the ones that hits home the most um, as an actor is the self-tape regulations. Um, now I follow, or I don't like, I come across uh, a lot of people on TikTok and Instagram reels, um, who are either casting directors or, uh, acting coaches. Uh, and they always give tips about self tapes and, um, I'm interested to see those self tape regulations. Uh, I'd heard a few that were proposed months ago, I think months ago. Um, and I think th- that's, it self tapes are one of those things that need to be regulated because when you go to a normal audition, like say you get the, you get the sides, you get the address, you get the time, you get the day, you drive to the audition, you do the audition and then you leave with self tapes. Sometimes it's, it's, it's a double edged sword because with the self tapes, you usually don't get that quick of a turnaround time. A lot of times it's 24 hours from now, sometimes less, which I think was one of the regulations. You, you can't have less than a 24 hour turnaround time. Uh, it's a really quick turnaround time. You have to 
direct yourself. You have to record yourself. You have to be the cinematographer. You have to be the sound editor. You have to be the editor. You have to uh, learn the lines. Um, so it's really so much work for something that you may not even get or hear back from the casting director ever. Um, so it's a lot of work for sometimes little to no payoff. Uh, so I think that really needs to be regulated because it's, it's almost a, a, a job in and of itself that gets no pay at all. Um, I've spent hours sometimes on a self tape. Sometimes there's been self tapes where they're like, you need to memorize this script. And I'm like, why am I memorizing it if you're not paying me? And I'm don't know if I'm going to get the role. So I'm, I'm glad those regulations will be in place. So when, when self tapes, uh, can you expand on that like a little bit more or I'm trying to envision it because I kind of still picture like when you get called in for like a, to you know try to get cast for the part you're kind of just in a room with the producers or stuff reading off the script with the self tapes is it a little more like you can't have the script on screen you have to have something a little more intense to it well, self tape. So usually how like the process is, is, um, you or your agent will submit you for a part and then you'll get a notification saying, Hey, submit this self tape. Um, or, and that's the first step. Uh, and then if they are still interested after seeing your self tape, sometimes they'll either, they'll either book you for a role or they'll call you in again for a callback. Um, and uh, usually, the usually the kind of like unspoken thing is that you're not, or sometimes spoken is that you're not required to learn the scripts. Like, especially if it's a quick turnaround time and it's a lot of pages, you're not required to memorize the script piece by piece. Um, it's good to have like lines here and there memorized that way you're not looking down at the page or looking at your computer the whole time, but you're usually not required to memorize a script. If someone does ask you to memorize a script, then it's wild, especially if it's a long script. Um, but I've heard of a lot of actors who use teleprompters, uh, who use um, like, yeah, different ways to make it look like you know, you've learned lines, but you're actually just reading off the page. Okay. And yeah. And then, and I was talking with someone uh, about this, like, it's hard because they could say like, yeah, you're not required to memorize this script. Um, and we're putting in regulations that you don't have to memorize the script, but who's to say that's going to be regulated? Who's to say that they won't just pick the person who did actually memorize the script? Who's to say that they're not just going to cast the person who actually did memorize the script? Um, and who's to say now actors are going to be more inclined to memorize the script because they're like, Ooh, nobody else is going to be memorizing, memorizing the script. So I'll memorize the script. I'll get an edge on everybody else. So like overachievers in class, right? Like right. I'm going to do that. So I'm like, really? Right. Okay, so, so to piggyback off uh, of that, I have a better breakdown of the actual, of actually what the terms of the deal is. So it says here, uh, this is from Deadline, 
Meaning, uh, but this is the agreement is uh, meaningful protections for the casting process have been established, including provisions specifying that breakdowns, size and or scripts shall be provided no less than 48 hours prior to the submission deadline, excluding yeah. weekends and holidays. This is increased to 72 hours for minors. Talent may not be asked to perform more than eight industry standard pages for a first self tape or 12 industry standard pages for a second or subsequent uh, subsequent callback. Additionally, if memori- if memorization is required, performers will be entitled to compensation and performers yes. may not be requested to appear nude or while wearing attire more revealing than a bathing suit that could be worn at a public pool. Producers must also provide opportunities to interview virtually or in person on a first come first basis with accommodations for performers with disabilities, senior performers, and minors. Hmm. So that's, overall, that's, that's a good deal for like uh, those who are definitely starting out or just auditioning in general and uh, doing the auditions. Cause that's, I know that that's like in the acting world, that's one of the most stressful things that that is, is the audition yeah. circuit of trying to get jobs in general. Yeah, there is literally an art of the art of acting and the art of auditioning are two completely separate things. You can be an amazing actor, but you could be horrible at auditioning. Uh, <coughs> 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 That's we spent all that time that telling true. people you are okay, that you're in yeah. good health and everything. <laughs> You go do it like this. I don't know what happened. I'm sorry. I just got <laughs> the air's dry. They <laughs> are yeah. in LA. Air I mean, is dry over there. Right. <laughs> um, anyway, I love how y'all were just like staring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really just sat there for a second. Wait, what are we going to do? Jonathan, don't worry. I'm on a we flight tomorrow. I'm coming out. <laughs> We recall apparently you are coming this week to see him. That's true. That's true. That's you, true. Can check, you, you can you can see how how I'm doing. Um, but I actually I took a COVID test today, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm just, there's no COVID in this house. Uh, right it was just the air choked me for a second. Oh, so um, side story. I got the co- I got the new COVID vaccine, and then I also got a Tdap, and the same day on my arm, I felt like I couldn't move the arm. It oh, felt geez. like this whole area just turned to solid mass. And I was like, my arm has never felt heavier. She was like, oh, you should get one in each arm, you know, make it easier. And I'm like, no, I move this arm a lot. You know, it helps work out everything, keeps the muscles. I regret it. I should have listened to your nurses. When the nurses make a recommendation, respect the nurses, listen to them. They're another ones who need, you know, more raises. <laughs> Speaking of unions, yeah. that they need to raise. Right. Patients not listening to anything they would say. But they do. Go, what else? Is, it, so, is there anything that's saying about the pay increments, though? Because I know. Yes, our, I was just about to get to that. Yeah. Actually. The streaming um, thing was a big issue. So uh, there's a couple. So, firstly, there's uh, the top of it deals with, and uh, the first two paragraphs deal with the wages for both. Um, uh, just in general wage increases, but then also specifically wage increases for background actors. So the first paragraph here says the agreement includes an unprecedented wage pattern with two wage increases in the first year of the contract, 7% upon ratification and another 4% increase effective July, 2024, making a compounded first year increase of 11.28% 
This will be another 3.5% increase effective July 2025. This package breaks the so-called industry pattern. And wages for background actors will increase 11% effective November 12, 2023. So literally tomorrow. Well, tomorrow at the time of this recording, but, you know, um, like on that Sunday. And then by an additional 4% effective July 1st, 2024. And, a, and by another 3.5% effective July 1st, 2025. And in a monumental breakthrough for the first time ever, the number of covered positions in the West Coast zones will equal those of the East Coast zones. This is projected to add almost 11,000 new covered background work days annually. So right. they get more time, but like, uh, well, more, more time to work which is good because, you know, like uh, more job security, but also they get higher amounts of pay for those days, which is also good. This actually sounds like a, a pretty decent deal. Mm-hmm. And then in regards, you were talking about streaming residuals. That is... Uh, here we go. The union achieved the creation of a new compensation stream for performers working in streaming. It provides a substantial bonus uh, on top of existing residual structures, making work in streaming more substantial for middle class actors. The majority of that compensation will be paid to actors on programs meeting certain viewership requirements. The remaining money will be distributed to other actors working on those streaming platforms through a new jointly trustee distribution fund. This ensures improved compensation and sustainability for a wider range of actors contributing to the success of those platforms. The agreement also adds fixed residuals for stunt coordinators working on television and new media productions. Also, there's a thing for hair and makeup, apparently. The contract achieved important gains for hair and makeup equity, the sharing of aggregate diversity statistics, eliminating inappropriate wigging and wiggings and paint downs, gender neutral language, access to gender affirming care, and translation services. It also provides more sexual harassment prevention protections for performers, including the use of intimacy coordinators in scenes involving nudity and simulated sex, or upon request, an additional safeguards for background what do you yeah, mean i know they think they mean oh. by inappropriate wing wigs well i know i know uh, uh, so there's well go ahead jonathan oh i was just gonna say i know that it's been like a a topic of discussion for many years especially in recent years about how there's not access to diverse hair and makeup people on sets um especially like when you're dealing with uh black and brown people who have different textured hair and um when they go on a set a lot of times sometimes they'll have to do their hair before they have to come to set uh yeah, I mean, look, do you just remember what Michael Ely looked like in the girl in the house across the street from the whatever, whatever? Okay, his his hair, like it looked like uh, they took a brownie pan like cutter and tried to scrape his <laughs> hairline up. Okay? Are like, you trying to kill Jonathan? Again, for real. <laughs> look, I'm just saying, I, they, did, they did that brother wrong, and he is one of the most handsome black actors we have. And they, they, they fucked his hairline all the way up, took his shit back like an 80 slow jam. How dare, how dare they do that to him? Well, <laughs> that I knew because I remember. Like, uh, I think it was the act, the only black actress on the originals that vampire, one of the vampire shows. 
she would talk about how she would come in early to do her own hair because you know the hairdressers didn't know how to work with black actors hair. There was enough black actors on stage to warrant getting one, as so they say. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking of like inappropriate wigs. I was like, what kind of? I understand that, but I guess that does fall in line with having you know a different t- style or diverse hair, not knowing how to put wigs on them properly either, and probably doing damage that way as well. Yeah. I mean, hey, listen, I, I, I respect the brother. I respect his hustle. But look no further than any most recent Tyler Perry movie if you want to see inappropriate wiggings, because that hair is <laughs> bad. The, he, I don't know where he'd be getting these wigs from, but he needs like I, I understand you're trying to save on budget because you brought a whole studio you run and you make a bunch of shows, whatever. Allocate some damn budget to these wigs because <laughs> they be looking jacked up a lot. Well, that's, you pays well, the money remember? for the wigs. Well, remember his, he had that, remember he had that one show that famously he shot like 22 episodes in six days. You, in, in that amount of time, you ain't got time to be fixing people's wigs. You ain't got time. First of all, you shouldn't be filming 22 episodes in six days. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? That's hell's asinine. That's asking a lot. Talk not, about asking a lot. Well, asinine is not the right word. And that's ridiculous. Shit. That's the word. That's the right word. <laughs> I just, I'm like, he's got, he's got Medea's wigs for down, but he probably has his own private collection going on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the actors made out pretty good. I'm glad my biggest thing is because uh, in case you don't know, basically the last, and again, I put in quotations, best and final offer from the AMPTP in regards to AI was, well, uh, with AI, uh, it will give us full autonomy to be able to use your likeness um, without compensation, including also of deceased families uh, without any permissions as well. To which I'm like, are you out your goddamn mind? <laughs> you expect them to give up like not only the choice to be uh, to have their like likeness used, but also the estates, like if they pass away, an actor passes away, their estate doesn't even have the authority to get to give permissions on if you're using an AI generated version of their family member. That actually reminds me of a Simpsons episode where they did that, where they're like, oh yeah, dead people don't have any rights. So Homer was killing a bunch of actors to use their likeness, you know, in commercials and things like that to hawk products. And that's where it felt like it was going towards like, oh, yeah, we want you not necessarily for movies, but for advertising, for commercials, you know, for promotions and things like that. And I felt like that's how it was going to lead to eventually because commercials, because movies can be one of my favorite things on TikToks is to uh, or one of my favorite things that I see on TikToks is when people point at the blatant product placement in movies. Oh, there's some bad ones. (laughs) <laughs> there are some horrible ones. Well, anytime Where's anybody it? drinks soda, nobody's drinking soda like this. Soda well, hey, candy. listen, Michael Bay is the worst of it. I'll never forget the time he made the Bud Light Transformer in Transformers shooting Bud Light cans everywhere. And then Mark oh. Wahlberg cracks open a Bud Light. And just, <laughs> it's just like, look, see, I could see a Michael Bay character doing that. No, the one that now takes the top tier is uh, Toyota. In the Barbie movie, 
<laughs> there's straight up three minutes of that car just full focal. That's a straight up commercial. It's a commercial because they even have like two Toyotas in back going separate. All of them are three different cars showing in three different colors. You come inside the car, you're seeing all the nice little features. They just shoved a straight up commercial into that movie. No shame whatsoever. Listen, I'm just saying. Um, I'm like, but go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say um, it was even worse. It was 19 episodes in four days of Tyler Perry's. <laughs> oh, it got worse. Okay. Yeah. That is terrible. What you show hard is? is just to do it, two episodes in four days, depending mm-hmm. on the show, of course. Like, that's a lot. It's called Bruh. And this, and this was. Bruh. And this oh my was God. Se- Real? This was, <laughs> this was September 2020. So we're already in a pandemic. <laughs> midst of a pandemic. Maybe that's why he did it in four days. He didn't want people on set for much longer than that. <laughs> that doesn't make it better. <laughs> that, did ma- that made it worse, I feel like. <laughs> I, that's, that's terrible. No. You know, that's not enough time. That's not enough time to get really anything done with like high quality. You know what I mean? Right. I want to watch an episode of this just to see how low Just to see is. if it looks bad. <laughs> Right. It's called bra. <laughs> that's true. If, if I mean, tell you alone, like what the show is going to look and feel like <laughs> before it's, you even turn on an episode. <laughs> it's not even like bro or brother. It's it's B R U H, right? Uh huh. Yeah, it's bra. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, other than white college white college dudes, I don't know who says that at all. Oh, black people still say bra. You say bro? Black people, yes, in general, I, not just me. I you as in the group, yes. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was inquiring as you to speak for your people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as the representative of the black delegation. <laughs> That's wild. Really? I, I honestly God have not heard. A, a, at least I've not heard a black person say bro I've genuinely only heard it from like Memes. college students guys we yeah. started uh, it the black populace started bruh. that white people appropriated black, it bruh. of course bruh. that is that's not in question remember, absolutely remember you have you seen that like the meme of the girl who's on the exercise bike and she's drinking the water and she's like bruh and <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Like people use that as like I'm exhausted. Like that's what I'm saying. It's bruh. not a question that like black people or people of color have started something and white people appropriate it. Absolutely, I'm saying if y'all still use it, because the white people have taken it over. I think so. That's more that that that's the question in hand. <laughs> you know what? People of color, although white people like taking stuff more from black people, uh than a lot of other cultures. Black people need to go back into being pop punk because I want to hear pop punk bands again. Mm-hmm. But the movie... But I mean, like, they still exist. They're no, still they still there. exist, but they're not as good. They're not as good as they used to be. I, I miss the pop like, punk genre. Well, it's because like, most of them have evolved. Like Paramore had their pop, pop punk phase, but then they're like, pop punk isn't popular anymore, so we're changing our sound up and doing... And also the bands rotated out like people. For a long time, oh, like but also, 
Uh, uh, like yeah, Panic at the Disco. I, now that Panic at the Disco so is the funny. only one trying trying to keep it alive. Yeah, they, they finally, <laughs> like, we're gonna keep doing this. <laughs> Br- Brandon Yuri finally announced he's like, yeah, Panic at the Disco is over. We're like, one, we didn't know you were still a thing, and two, you're the only one of the original band. Who are you announcing this to? I that, like I just love the idea of like Panic at the Disco is over. I'm sorry, who? <laughs> so, like, you know, us. Yeah, I looked up my band. Gym Class Heroes. Yeah, no, they've been dead mm-hmm. for a long time. Not literally, they just the they're band. They're still touring, though. <laughs> they haven't put out. Yeah, no, they're also. They haven't put out a new album since 2011. I looked this up recently. Wow. They haven't put out. They've gone, done their separate projects, come back, done little tours, separated. Their it's their career is not funny, but it's so interesting because they're living off their album from 2011, but they are still a known band and still selling tickets for tours. Listen, freaking Return of the Mac guy, all right, has been living off of that song for a decade. Because <laughs> hey, it's a clap. Mark Morrison out, has been living off of that song for class for years. You will call out Mark Morrison by name. Yeah, no, I know his name. His name. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll pay some respect on his name, but still, I'm just saying because it's a damn jam. Okay, that song will forever be classic, and the man did a great job singing on it. He don't need to put out anything else because that's all. That's all you need. <laughs> he is British. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yes, <laughs> I what? did not Wait, know that. When? I don't think. Have I never heard him talk? <laughs> I guess. Return of the man. Return of the man. <laughs> I'm genuinely. Yeah, he was born in. Me. He was born in. I'm sorry to the whole of England. He was born in. They've done enough. Leicester, Leicestershire. Lin- yeah, Lin- uh, is, uh, I think the American pronunciation is Lancaster. <laughs> <laughs> But wow, I did not know he was British. I feel like it's been so long since I've heard him talk, or I just have not ever heard him actually just say words, not singing. That I don't think I've he's, ever like yeah heard an accent from him. He's uh, he's on the list of one hit wonders. Oh, of course, um, for <laughs> Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. That list also includes. Hold on. Jesse's girl. That was a one hit wonder. Uh, Bruce Springsteen has other songs. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. Bruce Springsteen, right? <laughs> I actually forgot who sang Jesse's girl. I was just yeah, singing it on the song. Uh, but remember it also that song. Is that Alex? I don't know why I said Bruce Springsteen. That's Rick Springfield. I'm so stupid. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, it's not him. That is a one hit wonder. I had the spring part. That was correct. I knew spring was in there. <laughs> Icona pop. I love it. Bauer Harlem Shake. I was just listening to that song earlier. I love it. What? Hozier take me, me to church? To He's drink a vodka soda. I mean, Hozier has, has plenty of music. Do, do, do you know any other song as well as you yeah, know? I to to church? Whole, yeah. But you're don't a ask me names. Yeah. I'm just bad with names. It doesn't count for me. <laughs> I got a terrible memory. 
But like, I was listening to all his music just yesterday too. <laughs> okay, this has Mark Ronson on here, Uptown Funk. That's. I feel like that's not fair because he also made like the remix for Valerie. He made the and he just like, made the Barbie, the Barbie one with Dua Lipa. Okay, well that's new, Lisa. so that's got to take time to circulate before they start. But it's giving been on the charts. It's been a hit. It, it has been. On but the it's charts. still that, that came out. That movie came out this year. They were talking about a Wikipedia article. That means it's got to take time for somebody to go up there and update. Whatever. The, Anyway, um, no, listen, I don't I think, think Mark Ronson deserves to be up there because also if they're including Uptown Funk, they didn't include um, Mystical Song also from that same album. What is Mystical Song? Yeah, I haven't heard that. Uh, no, that's not the name of the song. Mystical, the artist is on the song. Oh, <laughs> um, oh. dang it. What's it called? Uh, you know, the one where he's like, I feel right in this mother. Yeah, I feel good in this mother. Like, you know, what I mean, that that song. I've never heard that in my life. You don't life. know that song? That's like the second yeah. hit from that album. <laughs> Apparently not that big of a hit. <laughs> also, it, someone named T. Wayne is on here. I thought it said T. Payne. I'm like, I know they did not put T. Payne on this list. How dare they just like that? Or actually, the song is called Feel Right. Yeah. from I'm with Featuring Mystical by Mark Ronson. Mm. I've heard if I played it, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that song. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, that's uh, not really a one hit wonder then. He's not a one-hit wonder. That's why he don't belong on that list. <laughs> well, no, I'm. That's not a not a one-hit wonder. That's not a hit wonder. I guess if you have to listen to it and be like, oh yeah, it sounds you should just know. No, I'm saying Mark Ronson doesn't belong on that oh. list of being a one-hit wonder artist. He has other songs. He's not that on that list. Popular. My neck, my back yeah. is on here. Okay, that one. Yeah, <laughs> that song. That that song came out in 2002. No. I, yeah, I thought. Oh yeah, way that more old than that. No, that's all. I remember listening to that when I was a kid because one of my cousins what? put it on, and uh, they thought it would be funny. <laughs> and it was just me and them in the car by ourselves. You know, no parents around. Oh, I gotta send you guys this one TikTok where um, it's this woman pretending to be like NPR, but in the future, and she's using uh, the get. I think it's the get low song. She's talking about it, how they talk about classical music on there. It's like, get low, get low. <laughs> different song. No. It's, I wonder. Called, to the windows, to the walls. That's the same song I was just saying. Oh. <laughs> the tuning, the tune you use sounds different than the tune up here, but I'm also a little tune deaf. So <laughs> that might be I, more on me. Where she's I, like, she's, yeah. Good. I was oh, just going to say, I wonder what the point. When you are officially considered a one-hit wonder, like when is the point? It's like, okay, yeah, he ain't coming up with anything else. I like, think it's a mixture of factors. It's not only like when you like when it's just been enough time has passed and you haven't put out anything substantial for a few years, but also how popular that song was. That even if you have put out music, nothing has come close gonna reach to hitting that one song you made, like Vanilla um, Ice. Mm-hmm. Right, Vanilla Ice still made music, but none of it was as popular as Ice Ice Baby. Like that yeah. was the yeah. pinnacle for him. Because Macy Gray is on here too, and right, Macy I mean, Gray has makes, tons of music. Yeah, yeah, and it makes sense because her big hit was "I Try." Mm-hmm. But Bahamin, Bahamin are on here, and I disagree with that because they had that one song, that other song that okay, no, uh, 
They had I that one song. I don't know what's the, the fact you can't even remember the name proves the point. No, right. they who let the dogs out is their only jam. <laughs> uh, uh, they had who let the dogs out. What was the name of the other song? <laughs> move it like this. That's can you move it like this? I can shake it like that one. Remember? I do remember it, but it still wasn't as popular as who let the dogs out. Alex, yeah. don't don't do this. It's a little again. I don't remember things very well, so can't. <laughs> Cisco, did is Cisco considered one hit wonder? Because all I know him is Probably. his song song. Probably, yeah, yeah. That's it. Song, song. I mean, he was in a boy band before that, but <laughs> was he? I didn't know that. Yeah, I forget what the name of the band was. Like R and B, it was R and B group back then. Um, I mean, he kind of made the right choice going solo. So like Cisco is not like on song? this list. Really? Yeah. Probably because they forgot about Cisco. It's just like, <laughs> Dang. Everybody's forgotten about Cisco. Be forgotten on the one hit one list. <laughs> this man's name is Mark Andrews. <laughs> Cisco? Yeah. I love his, when... Although his middle name throws you off. Althavan. I'm not Al- joking. It is spelled A L T H A V A N. Mark Alphavan Andrews. It sounds like you have a lisp when you're say- saying Alvin. Alphavan. <laughs> Alphavan. Alphavan. I have to stick out my tongue to say that even close to it. Like, this is not me being comedic. My tongue's coming out. That's Alphavan. where he was. I was like, I knew he was in a boy, but Drew Hill. He was part of Drew Hill. That's right. Mm. I was like, I know he's part of somebody like. Real like a big group, but I just couldn't remember the name for the life of me just now. But Drew Hill, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know Drew Hill. They did uh, the song. Did they do. They no. did. Um, they probably well, on this they, list. in my bed. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the best ones. <laughs> in my I, bed, I can't sing it, but I know the song. In my bed, like something like that. I don't know. <laughs> that was. <laughs> it's not, that's not it. But you know, listen. I'm not. I'm, also, I never was it? Um, who else was in Drew Hill? Someone. Someone else was I'm in Drew Hill. Trying to drink water. Uh, <laughs> who was in Drew Hill? Was it? Oh, never mind. I guess not. Uh, what's his name? This is how we do it. Uh, wasn't he in a group? Oh, um, I I know Montel I know Jordan. the song. I can't remember the name. Martel, Montel Jordan. Um, wasn't he know. in a group? Maybe. <laughs> um, I guess not. I mean, I'm not seeing one on his Wikipedia page or nothing. I guess not. Yeah. Um, he's like, I'm my own well, man. Anyway. The the, the musicians for movies and TV shows should probably start a union or get their deals looked at too. Because I think they're technically a part of like whatever is the union for just music artists in general is what they're under. Okay, good. Because I was like, I don't know if they have a union or not. People should really start getting into unions. Especially for how you say protected. Yeah. Yeah, especially for uh, careers such as that creative field it's really hard to be protected in such a creative field when it's not a permanent job but a base but a job base I'm, I've lost my word a base to like, base it's so different yeah. from each position you're going to you need a baseline to protect yourselves and what you're doing 
for not only your, you know, getting paid, but also your safety. I think a lot of the things people overlook, overlook in contracts too, like I mentioned with the stuntmen, I'm glad they're involved too, is your safety. Because I know from Harry Potter, the guy who was Harry Potter stuntman got, you know, confined to a wheelchair. Wow. And there's just so many stories like that. And you've seen from Keanu Reeves' movie, John, John Wick. Wick. Yeah, everything can <laughs> Their stuntmen are being yeah. put through. Stuntmen have, like, stunt people have died. Yeah, I mean, the, the like girl stuff. who was the motorcycle driver for... Wonder um, Woman. No, not just Wonder Woman. I was talking about Deadpool. Uh, oh. I think it was Deadpool 2 passed away. She was like a Zazie. Oh, yeah, that was Deadpool. Stunt double. Um, and uh, that was a big thing for a while. Of just like... Did, that also happened on The Walking Dead, right? Someone died. Mm-hmm. I think so. It, it happens a lot more than died. you would think. Of like stunt performers who just like because act, accidents happen and you know it's a very risky job in general. I mean, you have to jump out of moving cars, jump off buildings, light yourself on fire, like and a, and tons of things. Anything could go wrong. Just doing fire stunts alone is like uh, I remember I was on the set. We did a fire stunt, and just the prep for that took hours of just like getting the clothes coated in enough gel, making sure it was layered enough so that it wouldn't burn, and then on top of that you know, the breath training of like, hey, when you're on fire, do not, especially if you're it's a full body burn, don't inhale at all. You got to hold your breath. So depending on how long that scene is, you might be running like a full, like short, like half a block on fire. You can't breathe because the second you do, you'll burn your lungs because you're inhaling fire. So it's like, it's a risky job. And that's just yeah. one not, there's tons of stunts and stuff uh, that people do that's very risky and very dangerous. So they deserve cool. to get paid and compensated for in, any injuries, any accidents that happen where it's that aren't fatal, you know, but are definitely life changing. Um, and just in general for what they do, because without them, a lot of action movies and adventure movies and sometimes even horror movies and stuff just would well movies in general and TV in general would not look as good as it does. You know, to this day. So it was appreciated that they were placed into there as well because they do deserve to be on that same level, especially since they're taking a lot of bodily hits compared to like the actors who, yeah, they're on screen most of the time, but behind the scenes, there's come, they, you know, so much more comes into it than just the actors too. And it's nice other parts were included, such as the hairdressers and everything like that as well, makeup and wardrobe. Because sometimes wardrobe doesn't get focused on enough, too. Because they're, you know, out here trying to fix every little tear these actors are doing. Or they're not getting their appropriate budget or initiative, not initiative, but like direction to work with people of color, too. Such as with the hairdressers, same with wardrobe. They're not understanding shapes and they'll give people who may be a little bit curvier these ill-fitted clothing. And it's like, all you had to do was take it in in the size a little bit, allow that body to be shown those curves. It's okay. We know that actress has an ass. There's nothing wrong with that. You didn't have to put her in whatever that was. Also, you know, the best thing about the actor strike being over, Halloween is back on next year. No costume restrictions. Uh, everybody can wear what they want to wear, and nobody has to feel bad about it. <laughs> That's true. I w- it was, although I really liked. I kind of assumed this Halloween was going to be all Barbies and Kens. Kind of like when uh, 
Harley Quinn came out. Harley Quinn came out. Yeah. And everybody was her, different costumes. I expected that. But this year, I don't know if you guys saw all those like TikToks, Instagrams, all that stuff. People's Halloween costumes this year were so obscure and so unique. It was so cool to see. Like, Eddie Klum got help. She was a peacock. <laughs> yeah. And the, there was this one girl who dressed up as a TikToker who ate the 48 o- oysters. <laughs> still, I don't know how you eat 48 oysters. I don't know. Cakes. Whenever people dress as like other, like, like internet celebrities, but they're like normal looking people, I'm just like, that's not a costume at that point. You just put on clothes that day. <laughs> Bro, I did a whole of oysters. Through, through TikTok, I did see a lot of meme costumes. Like, I saw somebody, a couple people dressed up as uh, the hip hop lady, the white hip hop lady. This oh, is yeah. hip hop. Uh, I, I saw there people was dress a, up like her. A couple who dressed up as uh, Jim Carrey mask, and um, oh my goodness, what's her name? The blonde actress, the mask. Oh, uh, <laughs> Cameron Diaz. Cameron Thank Diaz. you, Cameron Diaz. That's and still, he looked really good. It was insane. Listen, and they look so Cameron young. Diaz's like, most fine. Like you want to talk that was about, her very first movie, right? That was her first movie, and she looked gorgeous. I remember that movie. Like when that movie came out, I was like, "Damn, who's this? <laughs> She's new. She looked she looked fine as hell." You you said that as a kid. Damn, who's this? Well, I, I, I didn't have to say it that way, but yeah, you know, I thought it. <laughs> I can see little Jerome like passing the screen with his little sippy cup, suddenly sitting down and putting it down, paying very close attention to the moving <laughs> mask with your little sippy cup. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's true. Listen, Cameron Diaz. I don't know if it was the lighting or the makeup or whatever on that set, but Cameron Diaz has never looked like that again. Not in the sense that she hasn't looked beautiful again. I mean, no. literally the way they did her makeup specifically for that movie, she looked almost like a different person. Like she looked like, uh, like more like femme fatale. Versus in other movies, she looks like a beautiful like model or something like that. You know, it doesn't have that like noir smoky. Um, but maybe it also might be the costumes too, to be quite honest. But it's like the way they did her makeup in that movie, totally different <laughs> than everything else she's ever been. <laughs> they, uh, like I didn't like think. I'm just saying, no. Listen, Cameron Diaz is beautiful no matter what. All right, she's she's living her best life. I'm sure. Uh, I don't know what the last thing she was in, but she's she's doing it. <laughs> she's living. Her well, life. she technically retired. And oh, then did she retired? Okay. I think. Yeah. Um. um but, Speaking uh, of retired, I'm so scared. What? Uh, I was about to say, I don't know where we're going. With that. Anyway, like, last who's thing retired? Because we, we're last talking earlier about celebrity deaths. So I was like, who's retiring now? No. <laughs> last thing we're hitting is just the WGA agreement, which we're not going to go over the whole thing like we did the actors, uh, mostly because it's old. <laughs> like we. Damn. Uh, well, no, listen, I'm a writer. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm just saying, like, in the sense of, like, you know, for the sake of time, because, you know, we're trying to get out of here. But um, the main thing is just that they got a lot of uh, great uh, deals as well uh, in the residuals department. They got a five to uh, like four percent, three point five percent for most minimums, select residual basis and minimums get lower increases and or single increases is the tentative agreement they have so far. Um, also. Uh, I believe there's a now an establishing minimum on who could be in the writer's room and things like that. I'm trying to just go through as quickly as I can because I don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, 
No. Oh, thought you were talking to me for a second. I was like, what are you no, saying? No, I'm not even looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't looking- see you. I can't see your screen, so I, I don't oh. know what you're looking at. <laughs> no, I'm looking at the little menace because I and my, like, my desk, but like all my shit and equipment's laid out, and I'm not, like, don't. Because he likes to stomp on my keyboards, and I got like three of them. I got too much up here right now, so just don't. You're so handsome, yeah, so though. The main thing for like the writers is that there is an increase, definitely in the raw residuals. But my fa- my best thing is the writers' room minimums, where uh, before it was a uh, minimum staff of six writers, including four writer producers. One writer per episode, to, uh, uh, or rather, this is what the writers were asking for: uh, the uh, one writer per episode, up to six episodes, and then one additional writer required for each two episodes after six, up to a max of twelve writers. What they ended up getting was for development rooms: if a development room of three or more writers is convened, minimum staff of three writer producers is required. Development rooms twenty weeks or longer. First season minimum staff size of three writer producers. Subsequent seasons, minimum staff size is based on anticipated episode order. And then post green light rooms, um, the following minimum staff requirement apply based on the episode order, useless, uh, uh, not useless, unless a single writer is employed to write all episodes of a season. So up to six episodes, get three writers and three writer producers, seven to 12, get five writers, three writer producers, 13 plus, six writers, three writer producers. Um, and for those who, uh, wonder what development versus post green light means, development means that the show hasn't been green lit, but they're working on it. So this is like the initial, like, that'll be the initial writer's room for, um, like making the initial first batches of the show, like at least like the pilot in the first few episodes, maybe or the whole first season post green light is everything after that. So pre like consecutive seasons or just in general, if they got to change up writers with uh, like after their green lit, this is the rules of engagement as far as like how many people could be in a room. And then dur- duration of employment also increased uh, for all of the writers as well. And then as far as AI goes, uh, and I'm on the official WGA site. So this is you can find all this information on their official website of all their terms and things if you want to read through it for yourself. Uh, but as far as AI goes, uh, the agreement is they get to regulate the use of artificial intelligence on NBA covered projects. AI generated written material is not considered literary material, source material, or assigned material under the NBA. Uh, AI is not a writer under the NBA. Writers can elect to use AI when performing writing services if company consents and provided writer follows applicable company policies. And the company cannot require writers to use AI software, uh, as an example, chat GPT or other things, when performing writing services. And the company must disclose to a writer if any material given to a writer has been generated by AI or incorporates <coughs> AI-generated material uh, in the case of stuff like rewrites, things like that. Um, and also, I don't think it's said here, but also if a writer is um, rewriting an AI-generated project, that writer would get the story credits, not whatever AI program they used for that respective script. So there's other things in there for sure. Well, increases still could use AI, but it would... Yeah, which... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jonathan. Oh, no. I was, that was basically it. Yeah, I mean, 
make tweaks to it. Yeah, I mean, the, like, I, here's the thing. I think, I think that uh, both the actors and writers got the best deals they were possibly going to get with the AI thing because, like, like you said a couple weeks back, Cheddar is just. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> it's out here just shining on us. Sorry. Um, anyway, sorry, uh, it will be censored. <laughs> uh, but um, like, I think the writers and actors like they—they were never going to get them to not use AI. It's a new technology, no different than CGI. The producers are going to use it. Period. Like that's just a fact of life. Especially as it gets more advanced and they can do a lot more things. Um, just a channel I follow, Corridor Digital, they made an animated like short film using AI and it looks damn near like they actually animated it themselves. They actually filmed themselves on green screen and used AI generators to make their bodies look like a certain anime style. And while it isn't perfect, it's damn near close. So like when you can do stuff like that, it makes sense why they would want to use AI as a technology to make new versions of media and maybe produce media in a faster way. It's just not being allowed to abuse it. That is, and that, and it looks like through these deals, that won't happen. Like there won't be the chance for them to abuse the technology to shortchange writers, shortchange actors, make their lives harder, or just outright cut their careers in general. So I feel like overall, that's like the best deal they could have possibly gotten in regards to the AI thing, because like it's only as it gets more advanced, producers are going to fight more to use it. It's just having those unions there to be the people to be like, hold on, wait a minute. You ain't just going to use this <laughs> and cut us out entirely. Like we got, we're going to figure something out. Yeah. The whole biggest thing was that was also producers biggest threat was the AI. That's what they, that's what you heard the minute they were, like, we're going on strike. Well, we can use the AI to replace you. So it's good that they got that written into contracts being like, fine, you can use AI, but that's not going to replace me. There's more to everything. So I think it was very smart of them to get that. And you basically acknowledge the advancement in technology that it's not something they can't, they can't escape from, you know, because AI is being developed, it's being created, it's being used. So they acknowledge that, yeah, AI can't replace me. It's probably going to have to end up working side by side, you know, with mm -hmm. anything a human does. So it's good that they acknowledge that and they're just not like, keep AI out of the entire situation. They're like, no, it's going to gonna get involved some way, somehow. So they're yeah, smart right. to add that part in. So not besides... Like completely cut it off. It's, it's like, okay, we're going to use it, but we're going to use it responsibly. Yeah. Yeah. And also another thing they didn't put in the agreement, but is a part of the agreement, is that they can't train AI either. From the, at least on the WGA side. Actor side, I don't know if that's a thing. But... Um, they can't teach AI how to write scripts. Like it's like, whatever you get is what you get. And then if you want it rewritten by an actual screenwriter, you have to hire a screenwriter, like a person to rewrite it. Um, that was a big thing that was like, they were really uh, worried about and wanted as a part of the deal is that you cannot train AI either. At least not legally. <laughs> not legally. <laughs> you replace us. Yeah. So um, both the WGA and SAG-AFTRA, I think, won out these deals. But at the same time, I don't think the AMPTP lost either. A lot of the numbers that the SAG-AFTRA and WGA were looking for, they didn't quite get. 
they got somewhere like in the middle between what the AMPT was asking for and what they were asking for. And I think that's probably like the best they could ask for, to be quite honest. And I think the biggest thing is that residuals have been increased for both writers and actors on streaming content, as well as uh, I forgot to mention with the WGA, they increased um, how much uh, like uh, they get a streaming bonus for viewership base. So like uh, for the writers, it was, I don't know what the actors one is, but they get a bonus equal to, uh, or rather, sorry, I'll read the whole thing. Siri, like HBS VOD, which is like streaming services. I'm not going to give you the whole acronym, but uh, series and movies are viewed by 20% or more of the services, domestic subscribers in the first 90 days of release or the first 90 days of any subsequent exhibition year get a bonus equal to 50% of the fixed domestic and foreign residual. For example, for a project written under the 2023 NBA, the bonus will be equal to $9,031 for a half hour uh, excuse me, half hour episode, $16,415 for a one hour episode, $40,500 for a streaming feature, over $30 million in budget. The bonus structure takes effect for projects released on or after June 1st, 2024. And they get streaming data transparency to make sure those numbers are correct. Uh, nice. say those streamers better not lie about those numbers. Yeah, so they're, they're, that's also a part of the deals. Companies agree to provide the guild subject to a confidentiality agreement the total number of hours streamed both domestically and internationally of self-produced high-budget streaming programs, i.e., you know, Netflix original series, stuff like that. Aggregated information can also be shared. So also, as long as they sign that they're not going to release that information to somebody else, a studio can be like, hey, we want your numbers. So that we like, or uh, uh, certain producers can ask, we want your numbers. So we know that these numbers are correct when we get these bonuses based off of how popular our show is. So like it's, I think overall, this has been a great, like the strike was worth it. I was listening to an interview from one of the writers on the WJS strike saying that they're glad sag after came with them <laughs> because that's what really turned the tide is when the actors striked and the writers striked because that hasn't happened in a long time. And I think they said 60 years almost. Yeah. So when like, that happened, that changed the game and made... It's like the days of Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. They made the producers like have to be like, oh, man, we got to... At first, they weren't taking it seriously. But after a while... <laughs> Which the time around Marilyn Monroe, there was a big shift in Hollywood um, that started where more actors were getting paid they were not being stuck to be, you know, acting in one production company. There wasn't contracting with one production company anymore and things like that, bigger waves. Um, they didn't really make that many changes for ch child actors, which that's something I wish would have been brought up more in the contracts. They changed yeah, the, um, the actors be, guild. I think they are uh, the only thing they did for minors was the stuff with the like, um, set like the regulations self -tapes. on self-tapes and and just auditions in general like in regards to like nude scenes and yeah things like that for the script and how much time they get to with the script and things like that but uh other than that i don't think they changed much but i think it's because there still is a lot of protections for minors as of late in regards to things like having um a, a intimacy coordinators on set for kids as well as, uh, you know, their parents are always allowed on set and things like that, especially if their parent is their agent, you know, 
they're like, of course they're allowed on set because they're also like their business partner <laughs> in a way. I think a parent but, shouldn't be allowed to be an agent. I think it depends on the parent because there are some parents that are good agents for their kids and honestly do have their kids' interest, best interest in mind. It's just a lot of the times the ones we hear about are the are the horror stories. But there have been some people who like they are their their parents are their agent and they had a great childhood because their parent was there to be like, no, this is this role's too big for you. Or no. You can't uh, be on be on this set. I don't think it's a safe set for you, or whatever the case may be. And being there to be like, I'm here to make sure. Yes, you have a functioning career, but also that you're taken care of, you're safe, and you get time to actually still be a child. I think it just creates too much of a heavy power, not not necessarily power imbalance, because there isn't a power a power imbalance with your parent. They're your parent, you know. But more if it's just too much power to the parent. Like a conflict of interest? Yeah. like a, Definitely like a conflict of interest, which would be like, well, yeah, now I'm so worried about my kid not being able to do this, even though this is something they really want to do. Now it's almost like you're holding them back, too, from a situation you have perceived as possibly dangerous when it may not have been. And it is something that could have, you know, you know what I mean? There's just like a one too many factors to like, I'm holding the back to, I'm not holding the back to like, yeah, they may have furthered their career because they are a good parent. And, you know, this is always case by case, but I just feel like it gives too much power to the individual who already has a natural power over their child because they are the parent. Well, some of those parents yeah. are momagers. Yeah. I just True. in it because, um, yeah, they're they're just in it because they they felt like their time passed and they wanted to do it when they were a kid, but they couldn't have the yeah. And that's where you get the so people. Like, who, Let me just do it because I have my kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, it like the, every everybody's different because yeah, it's like because it's a catch twenty two for sure. And sometimes it's like you'll you'll limit your child because you're being a little overprotective at the same time though. It's like, I've heard so many stories of people who have had managers and then managers are inappropriate when their kid gets older or their manager is very hands-off. And then their kids have either bad experiences because they're on sets. They really shouldn't have been on in the first place. Or um, those kids just develop such huge egos because they have a manager who's just like, yes, 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 yes. And so the first time anybody tells them no, more and more specifically their own parents, they get they have this like attitude now of like you can't tell me no, I'm famous. Like you're, yeah, but you're also like sixteen. Yeah. You can't just do anything and do whatever you want just because you're on a TV show. Um, before That's we finish up, I do want to go through some of the movies that were put on hold. That with the sh- with these strikes may have saved us from seeing these movies as well. <laughs> like who's asking for Beetlejuice 2? I am. I, I was not. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was not. <laughs> conjuring the last rights. They need to stop with the Conjuring movies. One and two. Great. That last one. I don't know what the fuck that was, but that wasn't needed. Nobody needed that. <laughs> Deadpool 3. Fantastic 4. Gladiator 2. Why? Why would the gladiator? One wasn't enough. I, who, who, I remember when they said that, that, and I was like, "He's dead. Who the hell's supposed to be in?" He literally walked <laughs> off into the light, met his child. 
<laughs> karate Kid 2. Did I really get Karate Kid 2? Or, or do they mean uh, Karate Kid with Jaden Smith 2? I don't know. This is just no. saying Karate Kid. It's, it stopped. Pre-production suspended. And mm. indefinitely. Okay. So we got saved from that. The Lilo and Stitch one. That one had promise, but then the, the actors they were choosing. Mm. The Minecraft remember, movie. Yeah. What the fuck is the Minecraft, Minecraft. movie? Is Listen, it, we said well, the same thing about Barbie. Well, and yeah, they're, well, they're making they're making Mattel is making uh, a Hot Wheels movie, a about damn all those other movies that they're making based on the oh Uno, they're making Uno. Um, uh, what movies could come out of Hot Wheels? Like Barbie's Hot Wheels Bart could figures. make movies. They've already Barbie made them. Figures you can walk They've around made and animate movies can move Hot Wheels. <laughs> what is Hot Wheels and what is Uno? Uno will, unless that movie's ending in a nuclear war, I don't see how an Uno movie's going to be very good. Why nuclear? Uh, <laughs> have you seen the new decks of Uno? I want to play them. Oh, most people the plus tens. Yeah. Plus ten. Yeah. Yeah. There's oh, a they have the damn mind. They trying game. to cause. They trying to cause like the entire cities to go to war with each other. <laughs> Hence the mm-hmm. nuclear option. Uh, <laughs> Mortal Kombat 2. Nobody needs that. Cole Young's story needs to just end, okay? End in the first one. We don't need no more. <laughs> Unless he dies in the beginning of Mortal Kombat 2. I don't care. Sonic the Hedgehog 3. Nobody needed it. Now that I can actually... I would like to see Sonic the Hedgehog 3. I was curious to see what they were going to do with really? Shadow. But yeah, because the second one was good. Second one was good. Second one brought in like tails, yeah, but like yeah, tails and knuckles. But what? And everybody loves James Marsden. Yeah, yeah, and also the they uh, left off with the after credit (laughs) scene where Shadow is coming in, Shadow the Hedgehog, which is that's a whole really epic story in and of itself. So they had more. They had more story to do. Twister, Twisters, fuck you. I forgot oh, they were doing a sequel to Twister. It's not going to be the you. same without Bob Paxton, though. No, or but Bill fuck Paxton. Them, I don't know who the hell Bob not... Paxton is. Bill Paxton. Is the... And then after that, <laughs> after that, they should make a uh, a movie based off of the game Twister. Twister. Well. Mm, okay. Another. That should be another. <laughs> Wait, how are you going to call it Twisters? Just add a, at least it's not Twister. We're going to put an S still... on the poster, and no. then it's going to be Twisters. Well, I'm still mad at. Suicide Squad and the Suicide Squad coming out within so a couple years of each other. That, Listen, well, that the was the comic same has, been, has been named both, okay? They've done both of those. <laughs> and then they had different actors play different people. Uh-uh. They mean different but actors. So- all of the care, all of the roles that were in the first Suicide Squad movie, all of those actors reprised their roles in the next one. They just had a new cast of characters. But Margot Robbie, Joel Kinnaman, Jai Courtney, all of them are bad. <laughs> like, uh, uh, what's it called? Viola Davis. All of them came back to be the same characters they were the first time. And then everybody else was new. That's my point. Mission Impossible <laughs> 8. Why is he? What other missions are you having? Because the first one was part one. They need to do Dead Reckoning part two. That comes out next year. All right. Along with Fast X, the, the sequel. Yeah, but at least Dead Reckoning earned their part one. And it's like a complete movie. It almost doesn't need to be part one, part two. Like, the movie oh, starts and ends. Oh, How to Train Your Dragon live action film. I'd watch that. Oh, uh, yeah, I heard about that. I'd like that. I'll give them that. I don't know. I, I love those movies. They're all good movies. But 
I just like, I feel like it's a thing where I'm like, animation can do things that live action can't do. I know they're, we're in a heyday right now of trying to turn animation projects into live action projects. But look, some things just need to stay animation, okay? But like, thanks to House of the Dragon, dragons are looking really nice. I can see I'm not worried about the dragons. I'm worried about I'm the worried set about design of all the characters. <laughs> it's most of the most of How to Train Your Dragon is a small village and like a forest. Set designs. <laughs> uh, sh- let me rephrase that. Set design should not be complicated for that film. Whether it will be or not is a whole not, different story. Not, not complicated. I mean, it's just it looks cute. The way the animation looks looks cute looks sweet it looks wholesome and now they're, they're gonna make it all dark and gritty and regular people can't look as charming as these animated characters no they're not gonna get someone as big and oafish as hiccup's dad who's like a, a just a giant of a man <laughs> david batiste <laughs> i don't think david batiste would do it <laughs> but i mean sure he I is mean, a giant of a man <laughs> so i guess all shoulders um uh, transformers Untitled. I thought we were done with Transformers. I thought it was. Well, no, they we'll rebooted the franchise now with the. We'll never it's not Michael Bay doing them anymore. It's a new guy. I just I watched Rise of the Beast. It wasn't great though. It was okay. It was all right. I do want the Wicked movie. I do want to see Wicked in a movie. I'll give them that. The Avatars. Yeah. Avatars three and four. Oh, they were already oh, pushed I, back anyway. Nobody was looking for those to come out on time. <laughs> Moana, uh, Mufasa, The Lion King. I they were going to do a Mufasa movie? Oh mm. my god, I would watch that. I would watch that. Not with James I, L. Jones, though. It's a, it's a young Mufasa, so a new actor. Wow. Um, I don't know then. And then all the American Horror Stories got pushed back, of course, for movies. Really one, I think. Have you? Have any of you seen any scenes from Chucky, the show? Yeah, it's good. No. That I, uh, is, I, I've watched bits and pieces of it recently, I guess the most recent seasons. What the fuck are, did they do to Chucky? That is not the doll I grew up with. That is not the horse. What, what the hell is that? The, the clip I saw, he was in a doctor's office. Oh, no, he's been reincarnated. Like, there's multiple versions of him in the show. So there's the doll, and then there's also some other versions of him running around. His spirit has transferred into other bodies and things like no, that. No, he was in the doll and they're like, well, you can't transfer out anymore. You're dying. Because, like, you you participated in an exorcism, which involves Christianity. You've turned your back on your last, you know, blah, blah, blah. But the, like, doctor grabbed his little little doll parts and was like, cough, turn your head and cough. I was like, what is this? Well, I was trying not to be vulgar. <laughs> It's a campy TV show now, all right. But he looks oh, fine, you know. Imagine like he's been looking like that for a while in the show. It's supposed so. to be campy. This is it's child's play. He's supposed are to be you crazy. kidding? What? It's not supposed to be campy. Yeah, no, no. The, the it's movie. Campy now. It's no, in the nineties, all nineties movies look campy. Into a doll. All nineties oh. movies look campy nowadays. This it man, this doll, has the strength of a man to choke people out with his little baby hands that can't even wrap around an entire throat for real. How is he choking people? When's the last time you held a baby? They got some strong ass grips. They do. It's not that strong, Alex. Okay, you know full well. You know what? It's because you don't have long hair. When babies get a hold of your hair, they let him go. Hair is not a neck. But if you think, if you think, it's just like it's just like an ant. Like how they can hold like 
they're twice, uh, 10 times their body weight or whatever, how, whatever the saying is. Um, not saying, but whatever the fact is. I like how you um, gave up like halfway through the sun. <laughs> like, whatever. Um, but what was my point? Oh, yeah. Uh, how a baby, they might be able to grip. Uh, like, and if it was proportional to how we grip, it'd be like human, superhuman strength. Listen, so you never know. Y'all trying to make baby, this work. I'll we're make talking hold about your hand. We're talking well, about well, a franchise in which, like, and, like before we even got yeah. to the TV show, this man made like has had a bride. He's made a child. He's <laughs> had a cult. Literally, he's had enough sperm to make a damn child. Okay, as a doll. The, the Chucky's been campy for decades now. All right, this ain't new. He is not. Uh, <laughs> screw you. Apparently, Euphoria has the delayed re- release date to twenty twenty five. I heard that. Yeah. So, but they're coming back. Apparently, so is the interview with the vampire. Well, you know what? The Last well, of Us. Maybe Sam Levinson will have some extra time to really make it good this time because Euphoria season two. Or maybe they just need to let Euphoria go. No, they're not going to do that. It makes them too much money. It makes them far too much money. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Unless Zendaya says, hey, I'm good. Excuse That's the only way life. it was shut down. And even then, I don't know. Maybe they might. They might like, do a spinoff. Or they might recast through or something. <laughs> I think I, I, could see, I could see either. I could see either Maddie or um, Cassie with the spinoff. But I think I think uh, Sydney Sweeney's too booked and busy. She might do a spinoff. Yeah, she's everywhere now. She's been getting a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Last of Us and uh, One Piece, which is something I want to start watching. We're just talking about that. Pitch Perfect bumper in Berlin. Is Pitch Perfect a show? It is a show, but it's about bumper. It's not about the 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 normal group of girls. Who's it's about bumper. He's the dude who was like the head of the like all men acapella group in the second one. He's the main character of this show, and he goes to Berlin and tries to like do an acapella. Like, he's like, yeah, who's like he becomes like a solo act, but he's like intimidated because he's never been to Germany and like the music scene is different there, and so now he has to like learn the ropes again and become a star and stuff it looks cute but it's like it's not pitch perfect if you're hoping for more of like anna kendrick and the gang they ain't there (laughs) this is not that i was not so i was just surprised they made a show i i'm surprised but i shouldn't be looking at some of this stuff on the list i shouldn't be uh the walking dens the ones who live so i guess harry potter's in the walking dead now uh what i feel like i'm getting from that title I mean, don't ask me. I'm not the Walking Dead guy. I've never seen a single episode of any of their shows. I, I the books, stopped watching after Carl died. I was, yeah, season eight, I think. That's when I stopped. Now they have, I do want, I, I'm tempted to come back to it for the new, uh, for the Rick and Michonne series. Is Rick that's coming about back? I, have they found out Rick's that, alive? That's when I. That's when I stopped watching. When that's about. You're not going to watch Daryl Dixon. I have been tempted to watch Daryl Dixon one. I, or I Dead City. <laughs> not Dead City. <laughs> Although Negan. It was. I think it was during the movie The Rampage. It's nice to say movies again without feeling bad. Rampage. 
uh, which had Jeffrey, Jeffrey D. Morgan. Morgan. And that's when I pointed out he has a lean to him. He's always tilted. Mm-hmm. It's not it's, just the Negan I thing. I remember he was pretty much Negan in that movie. Yeah. I'm just like surprised <laughs> that man hasn't fallen backwards. <laughs> he is supposed to be Batman. That's a, that's a shame. Because uh, he played think. Thomas. He's, He's a Seahawks fan. He played Thomas Wayne in uh, Batman v Superman. And the plan was when they were going to do Flashpoint, like back when Zack Snyder was still at the helm, was when they, or at least the hope anyway, like there's, this was never confirmed. But uh, in the Flashpoint story in the comics, Thomas Wayne, like a uh, Flash goes back in time, save his mom, whatever, causes a ripple through time that changes events. And the event, one of the events that's changed in that story is that the bullet curves like the ripple in time moves the bullet a few inches to the left and so instead of uh bruce's uh parents dying he dies and thomas loses his mind like thomas takes out vengeance and becomes uh batman and his mom martha loses her mind and becomes the joker i've seen panels of that where she's like her face is covered and then it's a smile yeah, so um, the the two and then the two of them battle in this eternal struggle of the Joker versus Batman. See, that's who it feels like even better. Some films affected by their release dates. Apparently, the new Captain America: Brave New World yep. is now set for twenty twenty five. Bob Marley's movie One Love that's still on schedule, right, to come out in twenty twenty four because that's it was yes, already but it was pushed out, out a month. That's oh, coming okay. on Valentine's Day. Okay. It kind of feels more fitting. I thought it was weird. It was coming out in February. I was like, really? Okay. It was supposed to come out in January. Now it's coming out in February. Dune part two. Everybody knows that one. Godzilla versus Kong, the new empire. Keep Didn't they fight? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keep it. Is there already a thing? Yeah, they're doing it again this time. <laughs> Quiet Place, a day one. I didn't even know that was a movie. It's probably, it sounds like a prequel. It is a prequel, but I think it's not think the same characters. Close. I think it's a different set of characters, like their perspective went on the first day of the invasion. SpongeBob movie, Search for Square Pants. Apparently, SpongeBob is going missing, huh? Wow. We'll have to watch that two years after that comes out. <laughs> uh, comes out in 2025. So yeah, two oh, you're right. You're right on the point. <laughs> uh, of course, the lovely Snow White movie that has been talked positively about. Yes, <laughs> so many people are so excited for that movie. Not it's, heard uh, a single bad word about that movie. I think it's just so funny all the controversy around that movie, or rather, the actresses in that movie. Because I'm like half the people complaining. I'm like, you act like you were going to watch it anyway. You weren't going to see Snow White. Well, and like if you Snow were, White was one of the favorite princesses too. Right. You gotta defend her. Like the people who are like, the the the, uh, the movie's not outdated. First of all, yes, it is. <laughs> and secondly, even if it isn't, why do you care? When's the last time you thought about Snow White before this? <laughs> Snow White of all. I mean, I I won't lie, I'll even give more credit to Sleeping Beauty. More people like her. Snow White was stupid. No, Sleeping Beauty was stupid too. Both of them be touching things they shouldn't be touching in those movies. <laughs> and to yourself. Not that hard. 
Welcome to Dairy. Oh, this is an It show. Is that It? I was about to say It. It sounds like It. It serves as a prequel to the series It. Oh, but the 2017-2019 version. My so, thing is, why? Interesting. That's not the important part of the stuff. All this is going to be is kids dying. And we know nothing's going to happen to Pennywise, so what, what exactly is there to know? <laughs> That's like new information that we aren't getting from the two movies that are well, exist. we only got a little background. Maybe we find out when he first came to Earth. Maybe we find out why the parents are so willing to accept their children's going missing. Well, they always imply, at least in the books, they always imply that it's because like Pennywise has like made the parents forget. Or not, or be oblivious to what's happened. Like they can't see what's happening. Only the kids can see what's happening, which is why the kids are the only ones who interact. Right, and they can see what's happening, but they don't. But you stay in the town and you remember stuff. It's when you leave that town you forget everything, because that's what they implied in the movies and the books. But if you're staying in that town and you remember all these kids disappearing, you don't remember the circumstances, but you're like, hmm, twenty five years ago. My little brother disappeared. I think I'm going to keep a closer eye on my child. <laughs> you know? At least I feel like that's what rational people would think like. Yeah, um, but also adults are, are creatures of habit. If in 25 years nothing like that happens for a while, you honestly would forget. You'd be like, it's been 25 years. We haven't had an incident since then. I'm sure it's fine. Fair enough. That's how we get a lot of the movies and shows we have now as parents just dismissing things. <laughs> you know I mean? Like, you know, those who don't know their history are doing to repeat it. And so it's just like if if after a while nothing's happened, you're just like, well, nothing's happened for a while. So it's all good. <laughs> Ask right. the mayor in Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Fair point. Okay. <laughs> so those were some of the movies and TV shows that have been pushed back put on hold or gone indefinitely into the, you know, yeah. standstill box. Also on that list is Daredevil and Blade, both of those. I, also challenges I didn't, I didn't see Blade on there. I saw Daredevil. Mm -hmm. I didn't see Blade. Also challenges Well, that's because Blade was already delayed anyway. And that's true. Challengers also was delayed. Challenger is like the spaceship? No, it's just no. a day of movie. The tennis movie. Um, I love the people who are joking. They're like, send this to Tom Holland immediately. Zendaya out here smashing two white boys. Getting double <laughs> Oh, yeah. I remember <laughs> that. See, that I remember. I was like, that's mean. Time. All right. It's a movie. She knows, he knows she loves him. <laughs> yeah, but then people come, came back with clips of uh, when Tom Holland's playing a gay guy, him getting smashed in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. That's They're true. like, Tom Holland's got, not, he's got other things to worry about. Be like, <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, there you go. Well, so that's, that's our, our breakdown of the strikes. Let strike us know episode. what you're thinking. Strike episode. We're happy yeah. it's over. We are happy it's over. Uh, we're glad, uh, but more importantly, we're happy everybody. Well, I don't care if the MPTP is happy, but I am glad that the WGA and the SAG after unions are both happy. And I think they both got deals that were, while they weren't everything they asked for were a nice like deal for them nonetheless and they got a good chunk of what they're looking for and what they needed at the very least 
So that's like good. So comment below, tell us what you think about all the details of the strikes. Um, if you're excited that, you know, with these new, uh, new deals and regulations and things like that, that, um, you know, your favorite actors and actresses and writers are going to get better deals and things like that. Or if you are an aspiring writer or actor or actress that for you, you're like, Hey, yeah, I'm glad this has happened. Cause now I have, uh, I feel more confident in going into my career as, as a creative. So, you know, let us know what you think, uh, in the comments below or email us at the first one to die at gmail.com and tell us what you're thinking. But, uh, until then socials, Jonathan, go. <laughs> Yes, you can follow me at Jonathan Keys on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you please. You can find us at The First Ones to Die on all your favorite social media platforms. If you're watching us on YouTube, please give us a like and subscribe. Also comment below. Let us know your thoughts. If you are listening to us, go ahead and give us five stars and a review on your favorite podcast platform. Um, yeah, tell us what you think about the strikes. Um, you know, I'm just happy that people are going to have more uh, more hope uh, when it comes to this business because there's not a lot. Well, there's a lot, but there's sometimes sometimes it feels like there's not a lot. Um, so, so hopefully now it can feel like there is more. And um, what I appreciate is that there's been a conversation opened about um, like how you're you might you're not alone. Uh, Like a lot of people, particularly actors and writers, like I feel like I I know a lot of people who um, are maybe like thinking, oh, this business not might not be for me. I might not be talented enough. but this has gone to show that a lot of people are in the same boat. So, um, yeah, hopefully that cheers people up in that way and can provide some hope. Alex. Uh, you can find me at Alex and Nobody on Instagram and on TikTok, as well as the podcast TikTok, The First Ones to Die. And actually something I forgot to mention was that I went and bought some books earlier today, one being Stephen King, The Night Shift, where he wrote The Boogeyman, and some other great books. And I bought this from a sale from the Seattle Public Library. I'm part of their friends friends with the library. It's a really great way to learn when you can buy used books or how to donate used books. Just wanted to get that a shout out because we support, support, we support. We support. <laughs> we support. Our, we support oh. public programs and such as our local library. So go on, go get books from there, donate books, look into whatever programs your libraries have, keep them alive. They're, you know, benefiting so many people. It's all for me. What about you, Jerome? Where are we finding you? You can find me at Not Jerome Red on Instagram. And uh, also, if you get a chance, like we mentioned before, go on over to the YouTube channel and you can check out. Uh, 
uh, video versions of all the podcasts, you know, see a lot of visual stuff, but also check out other things that you can't get on the audio streaming platforms like the pets that uh, you can see right now if you're looking at the YouTube version. <laughs> but also you can get uh, vlogs, gaming videos, mini reviews, which now that the strikes are over, mini reviews are going to start coming back out again. So lay on the lookout for those, but also book reviews, vlog content, all types of stuff on the YouTube channel at the first was to die. So go on over there to YouTube, subscribe, like, favorite, share, all that good stuff. Or at the very least, just just comment, you know, when you see the videos or whatever, you know, and turn on the notification bell so at least you know when things are happening. If you watch enough videos, we'll be in your algorithm so you'll see us anyway. But still, go on over there. We promise you will not be disappointed. You'll have a great time. And uh, yeah, tune in next week for something. And we don't know yet, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> And uh, we will see you guys for the next one. Take care. Have a good night. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Whenever you're watching this. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.